we said. The Press Box. Well, welcome back inside the Press Box for another edition of the Press Box Podcast. And you have picked a good day to be here. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers, and Brad Law, who joined us today for a very special guest we'll get to in just a moment. First of all, the Press Box Podcast is just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and throughout the Southeast now. Yeah, that's right. We're outside the state lines of Alabama. Check out where we'll find the Press Box website, pressboxradio.com. On the affiliates page there, you can find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, hear the show on demand hour by hour, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We got uh, to talk basketball with Auburn legend Sonny Smith. That's all I'm going to stick around for this. It is worth your time. And again, our buddy Brad Law, the Auburn Sports Network, has the honor. Well, speaking of, of wisdom, he's an eight-time Hall of Fame coach. I uh, led Auburn to, uh, to to the NCAA tournament to, in, in kind of a heyday in the 80s until uh, what Bruce Pearl has done. He is now the color analyst in the Auburn Sports Network, along with Andy Bertram for Auburn Basketball. He blends knowledge of the game with an entertaining style as good as anybody else you'll find anywhere in the country. Coach Sonny Smith, thank you very much for coming on with us this afternoon. You've always been my favorite. How are you doing? Is this the wrong number? <laughs> yes. We thought this was wimp. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Sam, more like, that, that's that's kind of that's the kind of thing wimp would do for himself. No He's, doubt. I uh, I don't usually talk that nice to you when we're when we're courtside. Do I'm sorry. I, I should have spoken to you the way I normally do. Oh, Lord, I couldn't stand it this morning. I hadn't had my breakfast yet. <laughs> what, what are we going with for breakfast, Sonny? When you finally get around to it, what are you going to have? Uh, I, I have the same cereal every day for about 20 years. If they go out of business, I'll starve to death. <laughs> well, if I looked like you, man, I'd, I'd be keeping that, that tradition going every day, too. So oh, that's yeah. the secret. got to have a banana with it. and. And my daughter ordered my groceries the last time. I'm taking her out of the wheel. She didn't give me any bananas. Well, <laughs> there's so many. Anything ways. else you want to talk about, fellas? Uh, we appreciate it. Have a great day. <laughs> before, I, before I run out, run out of uh, words to say. Uh, we can always listen. We can always tee up cross-eyed Larry if you want to, but that's maybe maybe that's for another day. Yeah, um, he gets he gets drunk and the tears run down his back. I said, I said what? What's wrong here? I said we'd have a couple, so of, a couple of nuggets here. Yeah, that is so good. Cross that <laughs> Well, that's a true story. My father, my father, and his best friend Warren was cross-eyed, and uh, they'd get drunk every Saturday night, and uh, they make my mother and I sing hymns to them, and we get to singing the hymns, and Warren is crying, the tears run down his back. <laughs> True story. I'm not making that one up. If it was church, if this was church, we'd say amen and go to the house. Listen, that is so good. So, Sonny told that story to our group. I don't remember if we were in, in oh no, we had to have been in Salt Lake City. Yeah. The first leg of the, the Final Four tournament run. I have never seen Rod Bramlett laugh as hard <sighs> as he laughed at, at that line. Oh, my gosh. And, and, fellas, that's a true story. <laughs> yeah. that, that's a true story. They used to get a little high every Saturday night. 
and my mother and I'd have to sing hymns to them. So we'd sing this hymn that's called, Where Could I Go But To The Lord? And we get to picking away, and you look down there, and they both be crying. Warren's tears be running down his back. Oh, I'm going to laugh during the middle of church. Invitation's going to be taking place. Some poor, some poor wayward soul's going to come down the aisle, and I'm just going to think about that and bust out laughing and ruin the whole thing. It's a truth. That's a true I story. We it. used to sing hymns to him every Saturday night. My dad, my dad wouldn't touch a drop during the week, even though we were bootleggers. Uh, but during Saturday night, he catch up. Oh, my gosh. That is absolutely cold. <laughs> I, I feel, uh, mm, man. I feel I, stupid asking you basketball after that. I was going to say, Chris, I, I hate to ruin it by asking a basketball question. <laughs> I do, too. I, I'm not into basketball. It's football season. I'm, yeah. I'm football. I know you right better now. than that. Yeah. Is, is it still – Let me look, I know it's different. You ain't coaching. You ain't getting ready. But with, with the excitement <sighs> being what it is in the state, I'm going to guess you look forward to opening night just as much as ever. Oh, yeah, I do. I love being around a game. I love to see uh, the way people play, you know, the new things that have been added. Uh, I like to see – it might sound crazy, but I like to see the way the officials are going to officiate the year. You know, they they when they come on the start of a season, they will officiate differently for a little bit because of the rule changes. Any rule that's been added – and you want to see what how they're going to handle that rule, and and it's uh, it's an exciting time. And I, 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 the thing when you reach my age, and if we're talking serious now, when you reach my age, you uh, I I I need the, the basketball, so I'll go to the games. You know, yeah. and I don't I don't want to stay home and watch the game on television. I want to be right there in the action. Well, that that kind of takes me to my next question was just how satisfying was it to be there courtside last night? That that's different from being in the corner from being oh, separated, yeah. but, but being right there, right there on top of it last night. Oh yeah. Especially, especially an Auburn crowd. The students are so into the game and, uh, and it makes, it makes the, uh, home court advantage be so much more. I, I don't think it will travel to a place that, uh, the home court advantage will be any more. And the reason I say that is because the students are from mid court down on both sides. Uh, and that, that creates a serious home court advantage, especially when they're straight in front of, you know, with as close to the court as they are. And, uh, I, I would say in the sec, I don't know a better home court advantage than what we have at Auburn. Uh, newcomers, pretty exciting to watch last night. Walker Kessler, what do you think of uh, of his game in a in a first game of the year? Well, what he does, it, he makes your defense so much better because he protects the rim. A player on the court on uh, on the wing or outside can overplay a guy and get beat. Now, that doesn't mean he's, something good's going to happen for him because uh, Walker's knocking down the shot or he's making him take a bad shot over him long arm and uh, I, I thought he defended the rim much better than I had seen him do in practice I was really uh, I, I was really happy to see what he was doing because I was thinking to myself he's got to be a rim protector and I hadn't seen him do that in practice as as well as he did it in the game he so he's a gamer I think and I think that's a good thing 
Your thoughts on Wendell Green, another one of those newcomers. We go from the seven one guy to to the guy who's kind of far away from seven foot one. What do you think of the the Detroit native? At I think guard? he, I think he's fearless. You know, I think he he'll try anything. He, his best shots from mid court, you know that type of thing. <laughs> he, he he doesn't mind where he takes the shot and he shoots it with confidence. Takes care of the ball pretty good because he plays at a very very fast pace. So uh, I think he's uh, I think he's going to be a really good addition. I really do. And the thing that impressed me is he gets down in a defensive stance and really gets after you. So yeah. uh, it uh, he's a he's a gamer I think, and I think he's going to be good. The best teams that Bruce has had have been able to get after you defensively for long stretches. I mean, yeah, they they can hit three threes in twenty seconds, but. They can also keep you off the scoreboard for for a long time. Did you see? I know it's just one game, but you watched them practice too. You you've mm-hmm. been there at the yeah. arena a, a good bit. Um, does this team have the kind of makeup defensively that that can be consistent and that can you know be be think, there? Well, in they the got, top got more depth. They got more depth than they've had, Brad. I think that, uh, I think that depth's going to allow them to play defense a little bit harder. You know, foul trouble will not be a or serious, serious consideration because they got good depth. And they, if you go to practice, you'll leave the practice. This is the way it was early for me. You go to practice and you leave thinking, well, we got a good team, but I don't know if we're going to be able to shoot the ball. Well, what you're looking at is they defend each other so hard that it's hard to get a shot off in practice. And you think, well, well they're not shooting the ball well. Well, you got out, you play Morehead State, who's defending pretty well, and they just killed them. So it's 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 something that I hadn't really thought about before. But when you got a great defensive team, it makes it hard even to score in practice. And sometimes I wonder if that affects you, but evidently it didn't because we came out and shot the ball at a fifty percent rate right off, and it was great. What do you think, coaches, is the thing they need to work on the most in November and December to, to be able to be competitive at the top level of, of league play? Maybe shot selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't uh, didn't matter who had it, he'd shoot it. You know what I mean? And, and it didn't the shot clock was not a factor. Uh, and I know that uh, – if Coach Pearl wants him to do that a little different, he'll get him to do it. But I think he felt like to get that game opened up because Moorhead State was a half-court team. They wanted to play in the half-court game, and they run good stuff. And he kept the game at an up-tempo all the time. And when you're in an up-tempo situation, whoever's got it might shoot it. You know, it's, uh, they might, Some won't, but most times if the ball's moved to a guy, he's going to take a shot or he's going to uh, attempt to get a shot. And uh, uh, we're not going to be able to do that against every team. And I wonder if we uh, taking some time off of, uh, the shot clock and getting a shot. We got if we're going to be good at that. I think we're going to be really solid because our defense is really good. Sonny, last night Alabama had Louisiana Tech, and they've got a guy. I don't know if you've seen, but Kenneth Lofton Jr. is uh, starting his sophomore year. He was freshman of the year, I think, in CUSA last season. They list him at 6'7", 275, and he's a whole lot less of one and a whole lot more of the other. Uh, and and I said I was going to be real careful 
to compare him to Charles Barkley. But what I meant was he, he's definitely not your cookie cutter type big man. He's a cookie eater, clearly, but not a cookie cutter. <laughs> and how, how do you – you've talked about coaching somebody like that. I, my, my question is how, how much of a challenge is it just to try and defend and stop somebody who's really skilled but is not a traditional style or body type that you're facing in that post? Well, when you get the best out of them is after you quit trying to coach them the way you want to coach them. I mean, and you, you got to let the big guy that's overweight play the way a little bit, the way he wants to play. I, I think I've referred to it in, in some other st- situations. Like, uh, I didn't know how to coach a superstar. You know, I, I knew how to coach. I'd never had one. And, uh, I, I'd had very good players, but never the superstar category. I hadn't had but two in my whole career. And, uh, I've had really good players, but there, there's a difference between the superstar and knowing how to coach them. Is it right now you get a real heavy guy and he's getting it done for you in a lot of ways. And you spend all your time trying to make him lose weight. And he ain't interested. You know what I mean? Uh, and you have, it's almost like you got a, uh, a squabble going all the time between the two of you. Well, some guys can play at a weight that you don't think they can. And uh, it creates a little bit of a, a hard thing to do to coach them. And that, that was the way it was with Barkley. Barkley thought he could play at, at 285 or 90. And I want him to be in a 250, 260 range. And he wasn't a bit interested in that. And uh, so, you know, I was thinking to myself, if I were to ever write a book, which I just – just did one, but, uh, I didn't write it. Another guy wrote it. I would, I, I'd, I'd like to write a book on how to coach superstars because they're a different animal. They, uh, you know, a guy can be really short and can beat people that are bigger. A guy can be really heavy and beat a skinny guy to death. That type of that skinny guy can take over the post and beat people. You got to learn how to coach people that have extraordinary skills and not try to change them. And I certainly tried to change. And I think if I had it to do over and like that big heavy guy, is he better being that heavy or is he, would he be better if he lost weight? Well, the coach's first thought is I got to get him down some, but uh, the thought that that player probably has got, I'm better heavier. And it's uh, it's, uh, it's a challenge to coach those kind of people. A lot of wisdom from Sonny Smith, a lot of entertainment as well. Coach, most important question quickly before we let you go, who's your favorite radio producer that you've ever worked with? His, his name is Roy. Oh, he, mm-hmm. Roy. And he, he's not very good looking, and he, he, but he's, he, he thinks he is. And, and he's from North Carolina someplace. Uh, and I, uh, I just think as quick as he starts listening to me a little bit more, he's going to be a much better guy. Uh, I don't like to give out names, but I'm going to let you guess on who that is. I'm sorry. I missed what you had to say there, but we got to go. Boy, we appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, fellas. You got a good show. I, I, I live here. You could call me anytime, you know. Well, thank you, uh, sir. If I'm the last, am I the last guy you ever had on? We're, we're uh, the last. 
We're last would answer the phone, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think there's anybody we have more fun with than Sonny Smith, legendary Auburn coach, now analyst on the Auburn Sports Network broadcast of Bruce Pearl's men's basketball team. Our thanks again to Sonny Smith for joining us inside the press box. Hey, if you like what you hear here, a couple things you can do for us. Like, subscribe, review us. Little thumbs up would be awesome there. And tell a friend as well. They can find us wherever they find their Apple and Google podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever they find their favorite podcast. All they have to do is search for Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one for the Press Box podcast. And if you want the brand new Press Box app, easy. It's available in the Apple and Google Play Store. Simply search the Press Box, free download. You can carry us with us anywhere, anytime on your smartphone. Again, the Press Box in the Apple and Google Play stores. That's been fun, guys. We'll see you tomorrow next time. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, for Brad Law, I'm Mike Grace, thanking you for joining us inside the Press Box.